You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? You guys know the deal by now. As always, I am your host, Sosa Kermanjas. I'm a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Now we could dive into another episode here at the Locked On Rams pod. This is your Thursday episode of this week, the second to last episode for this week, but we're going to continue our off-season coverage here for the Rams all off-season long, still going five episodes strong per week, and today's episode is going to be an interesting one. We finally got an interesting salary cap update, sort of, for 2022. We have now know the ceiling for the potential cap in terms of the salary cap space for next season. In addition to that, I also want to dive into Robert Woods' comments. He also had a press conference like we talked about with yesterday's episode, Matthew Stafford's comments. Quite interesting. Robert Woods, a fan favorite. I think a lot of people are going to love him even more after listening to what he had to say. And then the final dynamic and the segment of this episode, I want to dedicate to Tutu Atwell, how he can be an impact player for the Rams, even in a loaded wide receiver room this season as a rookie and I want to begin at the very top, and that is with the salary cap update. Today, the NFL and the NFL Players Association have agreed to a salary cap ceiling of $208.2 million for the 2022 season. That would be a 14% increase over the 2021 cap that we have right now, which is $182.5 million. Now, technically, that still wouldn't have covered as high of an increase had COVID not happened, obviously, and that's obviously an issue because teams, you know, they sign players to three, four, five, seven year deals sometimes. And, you know, they expect the cap to rise every season by a certain amount. And nobody expected that COVID was going to happen a year or two ago. And obviously, because of COVID, the cap slowed down and ultimately dropped big time this past season and is now going to increase again going into next season, but still not as big of an increase as teams expected. So, some teams that did sign, you know, certain players to some of these bigger deals, the longer ones, the more expensive ones, they obviously couldn't have planned for this. I mean, nobody on earth planned for COVID. I mean, this was completely random. And so some teams are actually still going to be above the cap next year. Even right now, we're not even talking about, you know, with all the free agent additions that they may need to do, all the players that they're going to lose on their roster. You know, that team that might be over the cap for next season might only have 40 or 39 players or you know 43 players under the cap on their roster sign so obviously going to need to do some maneuvering there now the four teams that are projected to be over the cap next season if that is the cap again it is just the ceiling it might actually be lower than that are the green bay packers the dallas cowboys the new orleans saints and the los angeles rams so obviously that does mean that those teams are gonna have to find a way to get under that cap right now, the Rams are slated to be just a hair over $3 million above the cap next season. But when you look at their salary cap table, and this is based off of over the caps numbers and figures, there are some interesting ways that the Rams could ultimately open up some cap. If you're looking at outright cuts, and again, this is very, very early and very tough to project because 
I mean, these guys still have a whole season to play. And based off of what happens this season in 2021, we can get a much clearer picture of, you know, who the Rams might want to actually trade or cut next season or maybe extend or whatever the case may be. And so this is obviously way too early to speculate and say, but just based off of the numbers and the figures, Rob Havenstein would represent a big savings for the Rams, over $7 million in savings and only $1.5 million in dead money. The issue, still a very good player. You look at tight end Tyler Higby, $5.6 million in savings, only $1.2 million in dead money. And these are outright cuts just again. And then the maybe the biggest name, you know, here when you talk about these savings, Andrew Whitworth would only leave behind $1.6 million in dead money, saving over $13 million on the cap. Now, you know, there are some other players that they could ultimately restructure, guys they could extend, which would obviously open up a lot more money. You look at Matthew Stafford, who I believe is entering the second last year of his contract this year, and then the last year of his contract next year. So the Rams are probably going to want to extend him to some degree. I mean, unless he just does horrendous this season, which I don't think is going to happen. So, you know, there's going to be some potential money savings there. If you change this ticker here on over the cap to extension, well, that would save the Rams $17.5 million extending Stafford. So obviously, a lot of ways that they could open up money. Aaron Donald, again, could be in line for an extension as well. You look at some of the other names, guys, they could restructure. Probably don't want to keep doing that because that's kind of put them in this situation. But they could open up between 9 and $10 million by restructuring any of Robert Woods, Leonard Floyd, Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey. Almost $9 million for Aaron Donald. Almost $11 million for Matthew Stafford. So while the Rams are technically over the cap for next season... There's not legitimately a reason to worry right now. Obviously, we still have a whole season to play, so the salary cap issues in 2022 should be pushed way aside. But even if you are one of those people that likes to look ahead in time or, you know, kind of plan for the future, no reason to really get nervous about the Rams actually being over the cap ceiling. There's going to be a lot of ways for them to actually open up a lot of cap space going into next season, which does obviously you know, represent a good thing for the Rams because that does open the way for them to potentially go dip into the free agent market, maybe sign a player or two that could be impact players. And not only that, but the free agents that the Rams have coming up, Darius Williams, probably the most notable. You want to try and keep some of those names in-house. They've developed them. They've become very good players for the team. They become some of the best players at their positions, guys like Williams. And so the Rams are going to need some money aside to be able to bring guys back like they did with Leonard Floyd this offseason. Impact players, you want to keep them in your building. And thus far, the Rams are going to have multiple options to actually open up a lot of cap space going into next season. So no reason to worry about anything like that just yet. But it was interesting that the NFL dropped that figure. I figured, you know what? You guys should probably know about it as well. It's going to be something I'm sure we're going to dive into a lot over the next coming months, specifically throughout September, all the way up until January, February, when the next season rolls along and the next offseason comes along. That is all for the salary cap updates for now. We are going to dive into what the Rams currently have going on in the next segment with Robert Woods' comments, as well as some of that wide receiver room dynamic, including rookie Tutu Atwell. And while we've got you, come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MEP and the page at Locked on Rams. Folks, are you having any car troubles? Do you ever go outside to find your car tires flat or your car won't start? Well, you should absolutely check out rockauto.com for your service needs. 
Rock Auto is a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. That's over two decades. That is quite a long time. We know right now there's no better time to support family-owned businesses with the strange COVID stuff we got going on in our world. So I urge you guys, if you can, to try and do that as much as possible. If you're a do-it-yourselfer or you're just a professional and you're looking for reliably low prices, you should check out Rock Auto. All you have to do is just go to their website and check out all their available parts. It's a never-ending list, and if your car needs it, there's a good chance that they have it. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and write locked on in their how did you hear about us so they know that we sent you welcome back to the second segment of this thursday episode of the locked on rams podcast and i want to dive into some current stuff that's going on with the rams right now it's good to finally have these guys as a team in their organized team activities otas you're finally starting to see some clips of guys throwing footballs, catching footballs, going through actual football drills. And not only that, but we're finally getting a chance to listen to the new team, talk to the media for the first time, some new players, obviously a lot of returning players that we've heard from a lot in the past, but it's always just good to hear about the new dynamic, the new chemistries, the new faces in the locker room, all that good stuff. And one of the more intriguing comments I guess in my opinion or you know interviews of the recent days was from wide receiver Robert Woods obviously a major fan favorite Robert Woods is one of those guys that you can count on him to always do the right thing for how good as he is as a player on the field and he's a tremendous player he might actually be a better person off the field someone that you legitimately want to represent your franchise and don those horns with pure pride At the top of the list, if you're talking about guys that are as respected as possible, a lot of people cherish this guy, and for a good reason, he's a great dude and a great player. Now, diving to his press conference was very interesting. He actually dropped a few quotes, and I'm pulling these from Rams Wire. Shout out to Cam DeSilva. Wood said in his presser, at this level, it's a team sport. It takes all 11 guys. You want to have the best guys on your team. I'm confident in my ability, confident in my game to be out there and help produce for this team in any way the coach asks. I see it as whatever weapons, running backs, receivers, quarterbacks, we've got a team goal. We're trying to win a Super Bowl. We need a loaded team. I know we're bringing in receivers. They do things differently, but they also help bring explosiveness to our offense and to our passing game. He also said, I wouldn't say that it affects me much other than just bringing some speed on our offense. I don't think it affects me. I think it's going to be affecting the defenses this year with those additions. We're going to be coming at them with a lot of speed, a lot of weapons in our rotation. We're just loaded at the receiver position. Throughout the game, you'll be getting hit with a lot of different type of styles of receivers. It's going to be a really great combination hitting you all around the field. It should come as no surprise. Robert Woods, one of the most team-centric, least selfish players in the league and on the team, is nothing but excited for this new rotation at wide receiver. And, you know, a lot of guys, especially at that receiver position, which has over the years sort of been known as that diva position, right? A lot of divas, a lot of weird characters (laughs) at this position across the NFL. Woods is not one of those guys. A lot of these guys would legitimately be threatened or annoyed or pissed off that their team continued to spend at that position, especially when you have players as established as guys like Woods and Cup. You know those are going to be your top two receivers. You know they're going to get theirs when it comes to their targets, 100-plus in every season, and you know they're going to get probably 1,000-plus yards or very close to it. A lot of those guys would be very annoyed, yet the Rams go out and pay Deshaun Jackson to bring that speed element to the offense, 
Both guys unbothered. Then they go draft last year's 57th overall pick, Van Jefferson, who plays a very similar style of football to a Woods or to a Cup. Neither guy bothered at all. And then again, the Rams go spend the 57th overall pick from this draft on Tutu Atwell, another wide receiver. Once again, Woods, Cup, completely unbothered. These are the kind of guys that... Yes, what they do on the field is great, and it's always going to translate week in, week out, and what they do on the field is always going to be the most important facet and aspect to why they're still around on the team, but on top of that, it's the stuff off of the field, in the locker room, their leadership, their qualities off of the field here that is bringing them to a different level of importance when it comes to the team, and that's something that obviously a lot of fans, and myself included, We don't really know. We're not privy to that information. We're not in the locker room. We don't see how these guys interact with each other. Who's really pushing who, you know, when it comes to things like in the locker room or in the weightlifting sessions or when they're all watching film or whatever the case is. And a lot of this stuff, when you think about guys like Woods and Cup, those are the reasons these guys are special and why the Rams value them so greatly and why the Rams don't want to replace them or get rid of them. That's why they restructured their contracts. That's why they extended both guys like a year ago. They both got a good chunk of change when it comes to their money. They both are obviously the number one and number two, or I guess one A and one B receivers for the team. And the Rams seem to want to keep it that way. Now, Woods talking about obviously the rotation at receiver is very interesting. And not only that, but it's also good to hear because it kind of just confirms our reaffirmations here that we think that Woods and Cup are obviously going to get the most usage at this position. But When you kind of just slide them aside, we know what they're going to do this season. You look at the remaining names and their dynamics and what they bring to the offense and how they're going to gel with new quarterback Matthew Stafford. That's where a lot of the intrigue and question marks come from because Deshaun Jackson, he's going to be your deep speed vertical receiver, but he can't do more than that. He can also create yardage after the catch. And not only that, but we're still talking about one of the all-time great deep threats in football. But that's not the only part to his game. He can run some deep overs. He can use that speed to threaten corners vertically and still break off of his routes and snap back towards the quarterback and make catches and make big plays that are not always necessarily down the field. Now, his question is going to be, can he stay healthy? Well, we don't know. We're only going to find that out when the season actually kicks off. But it's obviously good to see that a guy like Woods is welcoming him with open arms, knowing that, you know, a veteran like Jackson can ultimately teach these guys a few things about the receiver position. But not only that, he does bring a different skill set to the table that not many of the Rams receivers have. You look at Van Jefferson, similar to that Woods and Cup style of receiver. I think he's probably going to get a decent amount of run this season, but for Jefferson, it's probably going to be more depth in terms of what he offers to this team right now, just in the event of an injury, though I do think he and Jackson will probably rotate a little bit, and then you bring in the last guy, Atwell, well, he's going to be a guy that you're going to try to manufacture as many touches as you possibly can this season. I'm talking screens, gadget style stuff, jet sweeps, decoy usage as a jet sweep weapon, and then, you know, special teams as well. He has the capabilities to do that, and this is a guy that Yeah, he's not going to have a ton of snaps, a ton of playing time. He's not going to probably run, you know, 30 plus routes a game. I just can't see that being in his usage plan. Not right now as a rookie with how loaded the Rams are at wide receiver. But what he can do is give you those five, six, seven touches per game. Not necessarily as just a receiver. We're talking about as a receiver, as a running back, as a gadget style weapon, and as a guy on special teams. If he can give you 
five to seven touches per game, you're probably going to create a few explosives using him. And that is exactly why the Rams drafted him, was to be an explosive weapon just like Jackson and continue to offer different varying skill sets and more explosiveness to this offense. And ultimately, a guy like Woods knows that. He realizes that. He knows that his spot's not in danger. He knows that the Rams just want to get more explosive. They want to bring in different style of receivers that can hit defenses on every single level you want to attack them vertically you want to attack them horizontally you want to attack them every way possible you want to make them cover 100 yards long and 52 and a half yards wide that is the best offenses in the nfl that's what they do effectively and the rams are clearly trying to do more of that getting a different style of you know receiver when you look at the receiver room they're gonna have a lot of different flavors like the kansas city chiefs do and i don't think anyone's gonna argue with how the chiefs offense has been over the last few years you get a gunslinger like patrick mahomes or a matthew stafford back there you give them a lot of fun weapons you get a creative play caller like andy reed a sean mcveigh and you just let these guys run wild hoping that you score as many points as you possibly can using a lot of these new weapons. And Tutu Atwell was a name that we did drop a few seconds ago. I want to dive into his potential usage as a special teams weapon and how he can be a creative weapon for the Rams in his rookie season, even in a loaded wide receiver room. And while we've got you, make sure to check back tomorrow for our mailbag episode here at the Locked On Rams podcast. We're going to host our mailbag like we always do every Friday. So make sure to shoot over some interesting questions to me. Baseball season and the NBA playoffs are in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. That's betonline.ag. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, LeBron James and the Lakers get even against the Suns. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment here at the Locked On Rams podcast. As always, I appreciate you guys for making it this far into the episode. And I did mention what we're going to dive into in this segment. And it's a little bit more wide receiver talk. But I kind of wanted to veer off, maybe turn right a little bit here. Instead of just talking about the receiver room, which I feel like we could honestly do episode after episode, week after week. There are so many talking points and storylines from that position. But one of the more interesting things here when it comes to the Rams and the receiver position and the special teams aspect of their team, the question that still remains even after last year, after the draft, after all of these things, who is the best option to return punts for the Rams next season? And Tutu Atwell got a chance to talk to the media. And I don't know if this is just him speaking and saying that he wants to do it, or if it sounds like Sean McVay is going to give him every single opportunity to actually hold that role. But Greg Beecham of the Associated Press, covers the Rams, covers a few teams, tweeted this out. He said, Rams rookie Tutu Atwell says he's going to play punt return this season. It will be a huge, huge deal for me. Now he said on preparing to be the punt returner, it'll actually help me. It would be a great spot for the team. I'm just excited and ready to take over the job and do what I have to do. It'll be a nice demonstration of my skill set to get back there and do what I do best. So, I mean, just reading that, it sounds like He's almost being given the job outright, right away, which kind of makes sense in my opinion. You know, you look back to last season, the Rams had Cooper Cup back there at one point. 
did not go all that well. He had a punt return fumbled. I believe it was against the Eagles just before the end of the first half. That was not great. And obviously, you don't want a player as important as cutback there. Deshaun Jackson could do it. He's done it over the course of his career. But you're talking about a guy who's only played in eight games over the last two seasons, has not been able to stay healthy for the majority of his career. Do you also want to let him get punished on special teams and sacrifice him on that side of the ball to eat more hits and have more potential for an injury? Probably not. You want to try and conserve a guy who's you know, pushing 33, 34 years old and hasn't been able to stay healthy over the course of his career. So probably not a great option for him. You look at Simba Webster, he might be a candidate for that role, but does he make the roster? It's going to be very, very tight there. You look at five wide receivers are basically guaranteed to make the roster. That only leaves maybe one potential spot. Maybe the Rams do only go into the season with five wide receivers. So Webster has the potential to do it, but maybe doesn't make the roster. So maybe he's not an option. And then what does that leave? Not really many other options. You have your backup running backs, Xavier Jones, Raymond Calais. Who makes the roster? Are they good enough to do it? Are they explosive enough to do it? We don't really know the answers to those questions either. So that really just leaves Tutu Atwell. And if you're drafting a guy as high as the Rams drafted Atwell and at a position that's as loaded as their receiver spot is, you need to find a way to get this guy on the field. And this is a perfect opportunity for the Rams to do that. You're talking about one of the guys that is now in the NFL that has legitimate 4-3 speed, legitimate open field moves. He can break tackles, not by you know being tough to take down, but by making guys grab air, so to speak. The guys, the guys that are covering him oftentimes are not even going to get their hands on him. So he can break tackles. He can create yardage after contact to some degree. He's obviously going to be a very explosive weapon, a true threat to legitimately take the ball to the house on every single snap. You look at a guy like Tavon Austin, who a lot of Rams fans know, a lot of Rams fans crack jokes about Tavon. And, you know, I guess it's deserved to some degree because he was a top 10 pick and he sure as heck didn't play like it. But you think back to that Indianapolis Colts game many, many years ago. He had like 340 all-purpose yards in that game. And one of those was a punt return touchdown. He had another, you know, five or six huge punt returns for the Rams, some of which were called back due to penalties and things like that. But a guy that was legitimately productive because of the way that he moved in open space, the moves he created with the ball in his hands, and the legitimate breakaway speed, Atwell has a lot of those same similar type of skill sets and possibilities. Now, you know, again, he's not going to be able to play receiver a ton when you look at all these other names that are ahead of him in the pecking order. You're probably going to use him a little bit here and there as a gadget weapon. But at the end of the day, the Rams wanted to get more explosive. And I think that doesn't only stay true to their offense, but that kind of spreads and leaks throughout the rest of the team. Talking about the defense, talking about the special teams, but especially the special teams too, because, you know, the defense last year was very productive. They had a lot of big plays. They didn't really need to get more explosive, so to speak. They were very good, but the special teams were terrible. They were not producing any big plays whatsoever. They weren't helping the offense out with good field positioning either. And the offense themselves, they weren't very explosive either. So I think they've done a very good job talking about the front office in acquiring the personnel, both on offense and on special teams to help this offense really get back on track They don't want to be ranked 20th anymore. They need to be ranked closer to that 10th mark, if not better. They've invested so many resources, so many draft picks, so many dollars on this offense, the new quarterback, a bunch of wide receivers, 
running backs. Like this team should be very productive. And I think helping the offense is going to be the special teams. And now they're kind of looking at them as almost like a two for one type of deal where, you know, the better you are as a punt return unit, the better you are as a kick return unit, the easier of a job your offense is going to have when it comes to field positioning or explosive plays. Sometimes you might even score on special teams and your offense doesn't even need to go out there. So there are a lot of dynamics to this stuff. And I think putting Atwell back there makes a lot of sense because you want to get him those five to maybe seven, maybe eight touches combined as a player. I don't want to say as a receiver, but as a player, receiver, running back, special teams, every single game because he's that explosive. These are the type of guys that can make or break games. You see it for the Chiefs every week. Tyreek Hill, Miko Hardman, they want explosive players who can take a ball and where a regular player might gain seven yards and get tackled, a special speed, a special weapon type of player may take that same seven-yard play and turn it into a 57-yard house call. And so I think it makes a lot of sense to get Atwell back there. I still think the Rams are going to have somewhat of an open competition, but so far it sounds like Atwell is going to be the man for the job, and I couldn't be in bigger agreement here. You need to get this guy on the field get him as many touches as you possibly can and let him try to show off some of that God-given talent to create big plays where the Rams couldn't do much of that last season. That is going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. As always, I appreciate you guys genuinely for listening to another episode here. I mentioned it before. Tomorrow, we're going to host another mailbag episode here at the Locked on Rams pod. You guys can shoot over some good questions to me. I'm always all ears trying to answer all of them. You can find me at QB's MEP or the page at Locked on Rams on Twitter. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.